Welcome to the We Are Alive Fancast. And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Welcome to episode 36 of the We're Alive Fancast, where we cover every new release of the We're Alive patio drama. I'm Redbeard. And I'm Mick. Spoiler warning for those listening to this, we're about to cover Season 4, Chapter 44, Part 2, Life and Death, Fighting for Life. Yes. Spoiler, there's life and death in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And also, if uh, you missed... Our special announcement episode that came out Tuesday. Be sure to check that out. That was episode 35 in the feed. Yes. Uh, do we have any corrections? I there weren't. Uh, Casey posted one thing, but I don't know if it was a correction. He was. Oh yeah, he was going to correct us and let us know that it was the L.A. County Hospital. But then he he heard that we actually said that. Yeah, we kind of included part of our investigation and discovery. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I've got to bring up iTunes again because my image dropped out of this, out of my notes. But we ah. do have an iTunes uh, review. But while I'm looking for that, let me go ahead and say that uh, our show. There will be a section towards the end of the coverage of the episode that gets a little graphic. So if you want to not listen to that around your children, or whatever, or at work or wherever, you would want to listen to something that gets kind of graphic. And we're not gonna be, you know. No cussing, like or yelling or screaming or anything, but blue jokes or it gets a little like dark and maybe a little gross. So, uh, and we'll warn you before we get there too, so you'll have proper, uh, proper warning there. And yeah, we got another review. So that's let me really, bring this up. That's really awesome. It's from uh, JillyBean.G. It says awesome work, and it's four stars. It says uh, I look forward to listening to you guys nearly as much as I anticipate the new We're Live shows. I love the recap and new theories. Keep up the good work. That's high praise. <laughs> Thanks a ton. Nearly as much as they anticipate the new We Are Live shows now. I know that's hyperbole, but still, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate the kind words. I guess that's all I had in, in the way of an intro. Okay. We on to that beautiful scene-by-scene coverage? Kind yes. Of synopsis, really. Right. You want me to hit it off? Sure. Okay. Michael, Victor, and Datu are at the arena. Kind of where we left off last time, coming out of the hole in the ground. Yeah, those guys. So there, there's some concern over Datu's turning still, and they're asking constantly. But, <laughs> uh... <laughs> and I, I, it was kind of hard to hear, so if you only made, made it through like one listen through or didn't have it turned up loud enough, when they're crawling through the hole, Datu called Michael a fatty. <laughs> and it was hilarious. It's good to hear him getting back to a little bit of not quite so sad all the time. Yes, yes. We've had since, enough of Datu's tears. Since he's going to recover and all. Yes, definitely. 100%. <laughs> Full recovery. So they're they're trying it again on the radio to contact uh, Kelly or someone at the colony. or And then they switch channels to try to get hold of Bert. Still nothing. And that that's really the high points for that first scene unless you got something else. Yeah, I was I thought it was really cool that they had the callback to finding Angel's clothes. It was kind of gross. Was, oh, was that there or was that later on? Uh I have that here. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh they found us they found the clothes and then Michael doesn't want to share the bottle with that too. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I think it's been actually a pretty good idea not to drink after Datsu, but probably not. That's pretty funny too. We almost had sad Datsu again after that little discussion. You don't want to drink after. Um, and I'll we'll go ahead. I noticed that at the end of the scene, the the music got real tense. Yeah, I did note that there was scary music around seven ten, seven minutes ten seconds that I hadn't noticed before, and I'm sure it's more the canned stuff, but I liked it. It was good. It added was to good. the scene a lot. It definitely set it up, because I was waiting for what came next. And my last piece for this scene, uh, well, besides we have some great feedback <laughs> about uh, Datu and Michael's conversation earlier that we'll get to later, but Vic's plan to trap them in, you know, they say yes. it's kind of dumb or whatever, but I began to picture it like the way that they smoke somebody out of a hole, you know, they clog one side and kind of smoke out and send smoke in. And if, you know, if they, even if that didn't force them out the other side, which it might, maybe they still breathe. Um, maybe you could see smoke rising out of the buildings that the holes come out of. I don't know. Now, the first thing I thought of when you said that is, uh, you know, the tear gas didn't have a whole lot of an effect on them. Right. So, I don't know, maybe the smoke would. But. Well, even if it didn't, you could you could locate other areas. Oh, that's a good idea. If you had enough smoke, I mean, we're probably talking that would be a lot of smoke, but well, you think you get eyes in a fire. So. I think you get Pegs the Great to fly over and help spot it. <laughs> That's right, man. She's so useful. That Pegs, so useful. It's good having her around. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. That hurts saying it, even jokingly. <laughs> so the next scene is Kane Hospital, and it opens up with yeah. Kelly and Saul, and who I'm going to be calling Doomsday as long as they bring him around from now on. The spiky behemoth. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. <laughs> and they're they're trying to go over a plan, you know, of how they're going to deal with them. And they're talking about maybe they can basically just ping pong them back and forth, trying to distract them one way and the other. And then Kelly is like, why don't we just take the other truck and try to lead them away instead of that doesn't sound quite so healthy. Your idea there, Saul. <laughs> <laughs> so good call, Kelly. They just they decide to do that. That was a we we kind of talked about that. We didn't really know what they were gonna do, but I didn't know what else they could do. The ping pong idea would be interesting, but how long could you keep that up, though? No, not long. And plus, you're probably dealing with a little bit of crossfire if, <laughs> if you have to shoot at it to get its attention. I don't know. Yeah, that was bad. Probably couldn't hear that well with all that bone growing over its face. Yeah, and so we, you know, we, you listened, and we know that she got in the car and immediately. <laughs> the freaking thing just punches it in the air, right? Oh, no, I thought about uh, Hellboy or the Incredible Hulk at this point. Right, the thing is so strong, and this is, if it was a moving truck, was it like a an actual like moving U-Haul truck, pretty much? That's what it sounded like to me, and, oh, man, when, when it wouldn't start for a second, it was, uh, it really amped up the, the scene. It was driving me crazy. I was like, right. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, before that, sorry, I skipped over this. Um, they talked. He calls back to Tanya. Saul calls back to Tanya to see how Lizzie's doing, and we learn that she they're actually going to get to induce labor and won't have to do a C-section, which is huge news because she'll be able to get around and it won't be nearly as dangerous of an operation or so a procedure, people, I guess. Yeah. Some of the people, I guess, had a hard time hearing Tanya over the radio. Yeah, I had to go back and listen to it, and I, I kind of quoted it. Well, Casey put it out on the forum that this this uh, audio was going to be cleaned up in a later re- release, and he he clarified what it what it had been said. What was it? 
that the stress that Lizzie was under induced her labor and oh, caused her okay. water to break. I listened to it a couple different times because I was I knew it was going to be an important line. And what I told was I guess Lizzie was in enough just to induce labor, and I was like I guess in enough stress. I didn't really know, but yeah, that makes sense. I'm glad Casey clarified that. So they, you know, that that was kind of interesting because they hadn't really come out and said it, but I guess they were planning on doing a C-section up until that point, right? And so one other note, other note, right after Kelly has the crash, and it's good that we know that she journals that, so at some point she gets to write this down. Ding ding. Uh, Saul fires at it and says, "Oh, now I got your attention. What? Uh, did you recognize that line like you've heard it before?" Like maybe it was even the same audio from a previous story, or did that even not even cross your radar? No. Okay. If anybody remembers that, for some reason it sounded really familiar, or it's just classic Saul, and that's you know. Hmm. And I just it seemed like something he would have said before, but now I want to place it somewhere and have no basis for it, but it sounds something very superheroish. It does. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, gotta love Saul. What do you think now, about... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask what you thought about them running through the hospital halls and through different rooms and, and into the parking deck. And it sounded like all that running gets to get to the parking deck and that behemoth just breaks through the freaking wall. Like Monty Python style with Saul going in one door and Kelly going out the other. and <laughs> Like Scooby-Doo? Be- yeah, be- Scooby-Doo. The behemoth <laughs> just smashing through it all. You know, they're running through all these doors, and all of a sudden you hear him crash through to the parking deck. I was like, well, <laughs> uh, that was kind of a fruitless effort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, freaking Kool-Aid behemoth doomsday here. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could see it. It's going to be, once We're Alive gets big and it's a TV series and stuff, they'll be messing with behemoths and instead of the messing with big Sasquatch, whatever. Oh. Beef jerky commercials. And Saul, it'll, it'll just be Saul walking through places. <laughs> yeah, just get big for enough for a cartoon out there to do a parody of it. Would incredible. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be too hard. Just try to put Saul's face on Shaggy, <laughs> one of those monsters that look like a behemoth, a Yeti. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, wait a second. I just realized something. This they didn't mention anything about this having tattoos, did they? No, this one did not. And didn't that last one have tattoos? Oh, wait. No, no, they did mention it. The one outside the hospital. They said it was the same one. Well, they but said they it was they the did... same one, but I thought they would mention because I was pretty sure this was a new little one. Mm, no, no, this is the same behemoth. They mentioned that it was the same one. I know they mentioned it. I'm holding out that they were wrong, and he just, it's just another behemoth. Because it sounds like the one from the jail, whereas the one that had tattoos... uh would be a different one because it sounded like we were getting led down another area. And plus, now that we know from later on that there probably could be new ones, that could hmm. be it. Or they could just, my, my take on it before was that the little ones are continuing to grow and that they could be behemoth sized now. But I don't know. It's just multiple theories. It's the fun of the mystery. I let Little Redbeard listened to part of this. <laughs> and his hilarious. question was, uh, have has there been a scene yet where uh, a behemoth turns a human? What a good question! And I don't think there has been, but if no. anybody knows of one, please, please point there, that out. There hasn't been, and maybe, maybe they can't, even if they wanted to, or they don't have the control to let them 
turn, they just eat them. Right. Or they have to, right, because their hunger is just crazy. Yeah. And I predict a multi-level parking structure, structural failure. (laughs) (laughs) He gets buried by the concrete. Right. And (laughs) another escape by the nine-lived Saul. Because it's going to probably sound like he dies. But, you know, hopefully we can't we can't lose Saul. No, not at this point. That'd be... I think... I, it feels terrible saying, but I think that would be poor stel, uh, storytelling on, on Casey's part if he did that. Oh, coming at him. Well, he's got to go out better than that. I mean, that's just... It's Saul. Well, if Pegs died from a cat scratch, I don't think anybody would care. Well, for Devil's Advocate, though, he's taken on a behemoth solo... And while his baby's being born to save his mother, wife, and if he uh, no okay, child. if he died right outside the room stopping the behemoth, okay, cool, understand. In the parking deck, mm, yeah. I don't know. It it can be put together, but it just I, I have bigger hopes. He for takes him. the behemoth on in the game of mercy outside the hospital room. Yeah, and they yeah. kill each other at the same time. Good game of Rochambeau. <laughs> <laughs> Rochambeau. You might be playing Rochambeau with Casey when you meet him after saying the poor storytelling thing. Well, he hasn't done it yet. He can, he has the control. The ball's oh. in your court, Casey. <laughs> That's good. I love it. What do I know? I don't have a podcast. I'm just having fun. Yes, you do. Not like that. Well, no, not like that. <laughs> One day. One day. <laughs> Still not like that. No. <sighs> All right, so we ready to go on to the next scene? Back at the arena. And this is the area we were talking about earlier. It's going to get a little graphic here. Uh, and I think if we pull some stuff from the forums now, it's going to get a lot graphic. Or is that going to be later? It will be later. Okay, yeah, towards the very end of the podcast, we're going to pull the stuff out of the forums. And some of that stuff will get really dark. But uh, we'll, we'll try to warn you there, too. A little worse than Stand By Me. <laughs> I had to sniff real big because I about snorted there. Sorry. <laughs> Guess what, you did, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you always get in trouble. Victor, Datu, and Michael. Uh, Victor pointed out that Angel's journal would be a great asset right now. <laughs> yeah. And hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. Say, Michael, do you have Angel's journal? I, could, I, I, I just carry his, it around wherever I go. I could see the look on his face like, yeah, I've got it right here on well, my yeah. smartphone. I mean, <laughs> which you totally could have with the way that they have energy. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But, but I mean, still. come on. How many journals do we have now, Victor? <laughs> just carry those around. Carrying that with you? Come on. Size 0.5 font. <laughs> so the smell's getting worse as they work, work their way down the hall. And there's that wonderful pile of decomposing dead bodies. The uh-huh. same pile that Angel and Riley hid in. Right. And I just wrote down, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, just wait. Wait until they have to crawl into it, too, now that it's been there for longer. Oh, and <laughs> I was thinking, we just talked about this. Oh, no. And how that made me sick. Uh, almost actually sick last time I listened to it. And they kind of started started going with the same noises as before. All I could think was, just don't crawl through that again. The, the plop, wet plopping, squishy oh, noises. Imagination's terrible. Oof. <laughs> and Michael says, look at their faces. Oof. And just describing how that they're not turned and they still have a human quality to them. 
It must be the perfect temperature in the bottom of the arena. Oh, yeah. That's really Oof. gross. And Datu asks the question, why would they have a pile like that? Yeah, why would they have a pile like that? Is this where they gathered some of the blood to make the walls in the tunnel? On top of the other craziness going on? Good idea. I remember my, my thought on why they had piles back then, whenever we listened to it with Angel and Riley, was Snack that... Cake? Well, no, they were trying to block off different paths oh. that you couldn't go. Like, And I just, in my mind, that's just how it was. I didn't know any other reason why they would be. But uh, I thought it was just kind of like, you know, their own little personal box of Little Debbies. It could be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't seem to eat them, so... So there is a trail of blood leading away from the pile to another pitch black room. And of course, Michael wants to investigate. Let's go further into the darkness. Whew. Victor wants nothing to do with it. That dude's scared to death right now. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so they enter this room where there are couches and beds that have been brought there. This was so weird listening to. What is, what is going on? Why do they need couches and beds? Right. And it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah, Datu says front row seats. And I was thinking, wow. So I went so many different places. First, I thought there was the furniture there for the people they were holding, like Datu and Samantha. Well, they didn't have furniture, but still, I, that's what I was thinking when I listened to it. And then Dathu said front row seats, so I'm thinking this is like the zombie press box where they're watching the stuff in the arena. That's where I went first, too, because I wanted a nice, safe, happy place. But we didn't get that. No. We got numbers drawn on the floor in black ink by a human finger. <laughs> and broken syringes and bottles scattered about. Right, which we can only believe would probably be, probably be these chemicals we've been talking about. Right? Right. You got quiet, so I was like, oh no, Michael's no, going no. again. <laughs> because I know what we're getting to, and it's just crazy. Yeah. So they're, they're talking about all the numbers they're finding around. They're counting them off, and they they count it to a number 13. And I guess there's you know just confusion on this, because they only know about 12. Right. And Tatu says 13, because they're still here, both of them. Mm-hmm. And the baby's still attached to the mother. By the umbilical cord. And the mother's arms look like pins cushions from all the drugs being pushed into her to create the little ones. Yes. Now, they don't ever talk about whether or not the mother has the human-like quality, do they? I mean, I, I was thinking the whole time she was, but then I'm thinking, well, what if... They didn't. Turned but, and then well, they, they kind of alluded to the fact that... Dropped the baby. Yeah. I mean, they are disturbed enough by it where it sounded like the baby was the one turned, not the mother. Right. So this was really jacked up. So this is where the number, the little ones were created. With Ink going out and getting more of these, these drugs that he used to create these, they now know that he's started making more. And more little ones, to be more specific. Which are probably the deadliest of them all. Yeah. Especially since they can create... Oh, well, we don't know if they can create new little ones, I guess. Well... We'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> but So, these things are smarter and faster and just, yeah, like you said, a lot more deadly. Yeah. What is it? What do they say? Uh, High-speed low drag. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there, there were some emphasis put on, well, they didn't say number eight. And Casey went on the forum saying that 
uh, that it, it was not to exclude a number eight or anything like that. It was just he didn't want to count off every number between one and 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. So just to throw that out there for people that haven't seen that yet or don't know about it yet. But yeah, so that wasn't the order they put it out, the numbers in. I don't, it didn't really mean anything. It was just they were correlating that the 12 were acknowledged and there was a 13th. Yeah. So, um, life and death, the name of the chapter, it's just, this is kind of twisted thinking, but so we have the death of killing the mothers, bringing these creatures into undead life. I'm like, (laughs) all over the place here because that's just another way that life and death could be applied to this chapter. Yeah. Messed up. Now, I know they're not undead like in other zombie movies, but you get the idea. Definitely taking a backseat to whatever is controlling the brain. And another scary thing, uh, making more. Inks making more. Lizzie was in, could have been in more trouble than we were even knew. Yeah, that leaves uh, the question of where is Ink at the moment? Mm-hmm. And are they remotely anywhere remotely near the hospital? Is ink? Yeah. Right. As well as these other numbered ones or whatever the heck he's got going on. Well, when they went through last time, I think they said that it didn't look like anything had been disturbed in a while, if I'm remembering correctly. But there is the lone sentinel out there, and I'm just waiting for that to play some kind of a role in this. You mean the behemoth? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Okay, yeah, the, yeah, the behemoth. And then, you know, with these tunnels going everywhere, is there a tunnel underneath the hospital? <laughs> Which would be really, really jacked up if the, if they get hold of Saul's baby. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, okay, so the numbered ones are created by Ink. My question is, remember during the helicopter crash? Or was it a helicopter crash? When the, the group came from Irwin to L.A. Mm-hmm. When around the when same Saul time... Got the radio. Yeah, and Pete and Glenn showed up. Yeah. Didn't they say one of the people out there were turned into a, a, well, a little one or an inkling type? I thought I thought that happened. I thought they. I think so. I can't remember for sure. I could have swore that an inkling was turned into a turned another person into a turned a human into another inkling. I thought it was possible, but I thought you were telling me or arguing last week that, and I say arguing and like just talking back and forth here. But I thought your argument last week was that they weren't doing that. I, I don't know. I and started I'm thinking about it again. This part in there, but I can't remember for sure what we were talking about specifically. Because I, I was saying something about them turning the ones in Boulder, and then you think he said that they went. I don't remember. I may, I may have been arguing the other point. I honestly don't know. <laughs> well, in Boulder, I can't remember for sure. I think I don't know if he turned into a really intelligent zombie, but they there was one that hitched a ride, a numbered one, mm-hmm. that bit one of the guys on the helicopter. And he ran to Boulder and started that infection there. Right. Oh, that's what it was about. The The number ones weren't anywhere else. And we were talking about how, you know, because we were talking about the further you get away from L.A., the, the safer it is. And your argument was it wasn't any safer because of what happened. And I said that was only because one of the little ones hitched a ride. Oh, yeah, that we were talking about it being a locality-based right. problem with the little ones. Because I we're, now. Yeah, because we were talking about, well, why don't they get further away from L.A. than just 20 miles to a lake? Right. And so little ones wouldn't have been there. And now we're hearing 
we pretty much have that confirmation that at least this version of Little Ones, now maybe there's other evil Lex Luthor mastermind inks somewhere else, but uh, at least we know that this is, comes from ink here. And I could have swore, though, that whenever Pete and Glenn came to L.A., or closer to Dunbar and all that area, that they confirmed that, no, that was originally one of the pilots that got turned. Well, do you want to, let's, let's just, we'll, we'll cut this whole part out and let's go check the wiki real quick. And then we can just break in about that. Okay, I found it. Okay, what, what is it? If you go into the wiki under the entry, uh, under zombies, then mm-hmm. little ones, under special abilities, it says turning humans into little ones. Okay, is there a citation for that at all? Uh, no, I think it's that, that whole episode about where I was referencing uh, Pete and Glenn coming to Dunbar. Okay. Uh, but let me make sure. Okay, it says, Little ones appear to turn humans into other little ones. It is not known if these are the only type of zombie that do this, turn like into like. Right. But, yeah, we don't... That probably... I mean, that, that, that sounds familiar, what you're talking about with Pete and Glenn. What were we talking about before that, so we could I could cut back to it? Oh, let's see. We were talking about... Oh, about ink starting to make numbered ones. Right. And we were talking about, you know, okay, if he's already doing this, why, you know, why is he taking this route? Is it because of the lack of adult humans to tar- for the little ones to turn other little ones? Or is he wanting to keep a genetic line that is pure to ink? So is ink the one that was impregnating these ladies? Whoa. <laughs> and so... I wasn't I wasn't the first person to come up with that idea. There's a lot of that talk on the forum. Is it you know is it zombies in general that are doing this? Were they already pregnant ahead of time? I think originally I asked you if it was you know babies taken from the maternity ward. There now I know, I know they're growing fast outside of the womb, but the working theory that I have in my head is that they he probably took uh, pregnant women already pregnant and then started to do the chemical cocktail to make the little ones. I didn't even think about that other thing until uh, somebody had posted something about... That being a possibility? That being a a possibility on the Facebook page. Uh, I don't think... I really don't think that he would go that far in this story, though I know some authors would. (laughs) You know, it was brought up in the forums and And there was a little bit of discussion on this, and uh, Red Shirt said... You know, I'm going with impregnated by ink because I think that the rot instinctual loyalty of the offspring to parent might be have been both a desired trait and important factor in his plan. And when you think about ink and how messed up he is, maybe it's a good theory, and I see where they're coming off of it. It's just I don't know. Also, to note, yeah, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh no, but where else would he find so many pregnant women at this point to continue start to start making more? Of the numbered ones from, you know, women that are already pregnant for whatever reason. I mean, how many of those can there possibly be at this point with the population so low? Well, now that he knows how to do it and he knows little ones can turn other little ones, then he might not need pregnant women for it. Well, the little ones can turn them on their own. So right. he, well, he wouldn't need the medicine for that, the, the drugs that he was collecting. So if he's collecting the drugs, that means he's doing it from scratch again. Well, he could be synthesizing or using little one saliva that he's harvesting from a little one to do the same thing. I don't know. There's other options other than that. It's a good theory. It's just not one that I like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I didn't think we were going to go the zombie baby route either, but it happened. I don't know if it's quite zombie baby in the way that I was the way that I was originally thinking, though. Where, you know, yeah, if Saul had been, I could see what you're saying. If Saul had been infected, could he possibly have spawned a zombie baby, which would a zombie baby, which would make sense with Ink all conceiving zombie babies himself. And just it's pretty gross. Let me let me go into Clem. Uh, he had a a bunch of takes on this, and I'm splitting up his his feedback. And we can go through this too, and I think it ties right into what we're talking about about what exactly happened in the private club room of the arena. Uh, in the past, people remembered and tinfoil hatted a lot where the little ones came from, and it was a certainty that they were created and raised in the Kane Hospital, just like we thought. You know, that's what that's what we knew was gonna you know be the origin. But now it seems they were created in this private club room of the arena. The gross question questions in this context are. Did Bill Roberts collect pregnant women to this place to modify them? Did Bill Roberts take women there and make them pregnant for his next generation of zombies? And or did Bill Roberts uh, bring pregnant women, infants, and non-pregnant women to this place for different experience, experiments on little ones? Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what we're talking about. I've got, I guess we've already went through all those points. I just think it's probably the worst possible scenario in this case. If he's already starting up again. I mean, I get that there is a possibility that he could be synthesizing from existing. But it just seems to fit his MO. Especially when his family is gone. And this is kind of taking the place of them. Yeah, I could see. I mean, people can write a lot of stuff and make it sound really good. But I don't know if that's going to be part of the story or not. And it could be. It could very well be it. (laughs) Do it, Casey! Do it! (laughs) I hope not. That's, yeah. So... All and he, Clem's next point is all this creates a certain curiosity about the locations of the Kane Hospital. Well, when Kalani found Kalani and Riley found this place with all the nails on the floor and the needle device, what happened there? I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about there, because I'm I was thinking about Kane Hospital whenever Angel and everybody found the Devil's Workshop, and we thought he was working in there. I when the nail filings and the tattoo guns and everything were found yeah, in yeah, the basement. Yeah. That's it. I, I would have put my money on it at the time, and I kind of posted this in the forums already, that this is where the little ones were created. But I don't know. It could have been another failed experiment. Someone else, Guru, I think, said that uh, this is where he was testing and upgrading the Inklings, you know, bringing them up to growing to be useful. Yeah, after they killed their mothers on the way out, he probably needed some place that could take care of a baby. <laughs> Yeah, and even then, if it was a baby zombie, I think somebody else pointed out that maybe that's where some of the later behemoths were grown. But with the nail filings, it has to be little ones, right? Needle device tattoos and all that. Yeah, but man, that's uh, I'm ready to stop talking about that <laughs> and uh, move on. How yeah. about you? Dude, there's more from the forum. Oh, you want to cover that now? I guess. I mean, since it's those relevant points, if we want sure. to go ahead and touch it, yeah. So. Let's see, where do you even start? All right, more from the forum. Here we go. And a reminder, we said we were going to get darker later. I think we're going to discontinue the darkness now. <laughs> Remember back... Okay, so which doctor post? Remember back when Bert, Riley, and Angel, and Kalani were trapped in the hospital? Bert mentioned seeing several unturned living humans being dragged. If any were pregnant or about to be impregnated, guess when the due date would would be... Maybe my zombie swingers party idea isn't so far off after all. Oh yeah, see, I thought about that earlier. Was 
did the little ones come on the scene nine months plus after, or were they there before that? Because that would, I mean, if there were little ones before nine months after it started, then we would know that it was already pregnant women. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what the timeline would Let have me been go to, for there them. is a timeline. Let me go look real quick. I'm going to mute. Okay, I'll mute too. Yeah, little ones are encountered. Okay, so we're back from the wiki. Little ones were encountered in July, and the outbreak started in the beginning of May. Hmm. So I'm pretty sure at least the first round of little ones weren't that, and so that would kind of... So not impregnated by ink. Right, and that that would take away and pr- pretty much dismantle the theory of that being his M.O., and it would have to be keeping the line clean and all that. Oof. So, <laughs> Undead Sweeper said, Casey, really? Zombie babies? I'm going to have nightmares now. <laughs> like Chess Burster from Aliens, but they started eating you before you died. <laughs> right. And then Eva Bay on the forum said, they wouldn't ha- have had teeth, right? Maybe? To which I, I, I kind of put up their keratin growth. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe? Gross. Oh, man. So, okay, so it's a, it's a little bit better. It's not Ink's little ones. But now the question is, how is he carrying out the ones that he's creating now? Or, you know. The same. There's probably many pockets of survivors in which he can mm. draw little ones from. And he may be... He may have such really alpha little ones. And how much story time do we have left? You know, he, we can't have another 100 little ones unless there's some magic switch to kill the zombies if the survivors win. I mean, <laughs> unless there's some magic switch like pouring water on the witch, you know. I hope not. Because he's probably only making a few more the, really alpha little ones. He, he wasn't a fan of Snail, so I think we're safe there. <laughs> <laughs> or Wizard of Oz? Come on. <laughs> hey, there was a reason for that, though. <laughs> there was a reason for that. It's talking about the f- the feebleness of government. That's what that's what that's part of Wizard of Oz was talking about. It's the same thing I was talking about. No, that was terrible. Of course it was. He didn't like it. <laughs> hey, there we a go. spoiler alert for anybody that hadn't seen Oz yet. Whoa! Don't don't waste your money. that squash is honestly you looking at the timeline that kind of squashed a lot of the other stuff that's being said in the forums right now oh wow what an episode yeah that helps that helps me feel better a little bit it's still terrible but it could be worse i guess it always shows you it could be worse (laughs) yeah on to the little final bits of the show coverage final favorite lines of the show and we got a few sent in from the from the listening audience here, and thank you guys for doing that. Josh at JW Womprat says, Favorite line, he started again, he's making more. And he ends it with, I need another fix of We're Alive. <laughs> we yes. all do. Yes. Uh, we need a happy, a happy story. We're not going to get one. And then uh, Adam says, His favorite line is Saul. It says, Aw, bleep it. Shoots the behemoth. Now I've got your attention. <laughs> And his runner-up was... Sorry? That was pretty great. It was. His runner-up was uh, definitely Michael. Guess being a zombie is an exclusive club. (laughs) (laughs) My couple favorite lines came from Kelly this time. Hanging out in their man cave. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Making some some zombie bass. Go out and throw the old ball. (laughs) Okay, uh, my favorite lines were, Is it a stick? Then yes. When Kelly was talking about if she could... if. Or Saul asked her if she could drive the truck. <laughs> or no, is it a stick? Saul says no. Kelly says yes, she can drive it. And then uh, my favorite, uh, I guess my main favorite line was, 
when Saul asked her, would you rather distract it? And she said, no, 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 I'll drive. (laughs) (laughs) I had two favorite lines in this. Yeah. The first one was funny. And it was Datu calling Michael a fatty. (laughs) And the second one, which I, what is going on with Michael? That, that, that brings up a whole nother point. Is this, is he stress eating? Is he stress eating? No, Pegs, Pegs the farmer is bringing him all kinds of food, man. Which furthers the point that she is the worst person ever. Oh, that a a, a woman loving a man by bringing him food is a bad thing. I'll, I'll no. make sure to let Mrs. Redbeard know that that that, that, that she is. Well, uh, no, I mean, what what he's making terrible decisions. He's not judging situations very well. I mean, what do you want us to think about Michael Casey? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> But, yeah, okay, so my other favorite line was Datu saying, no, 13, because they're still here. Hmm? The, the, when, uh, when my, or like I said, it was kind of the wrong inflection. But when uh, Datu says it real kind of creepy, he says, no, it's 13, because they're still here. Talking about the numbered ones. Right. Oh, now I know where I got, where I remember that line from. Because when you said that earlier, I was like, what does that make me think of? And I couldn't place it. Of course. <laughs> it's Goldilocks and the Three Little Bears. They're like, <laughs> oh, someone's been sleeping in my bed, and they're still here. Yes, Casey <laughs> used Goldilocks to the three bears. That's right. Oh, so how's the ending going to turn out? Oh, Zom- is it going to be the original uh, Goldilocks gets torn apart Zom- and eaten by the bears, or? Zombies are going to show back up. There are zombies going to take over the world. <laughs> All right, and then on to ratings. I guess I'll go ahead and go. <laughs> My rating for this one is 4.5, which, no. I, which I consider super crazy high. What caused that not to be a 5? What caused it not to be a 5? Uh, because the 5 was the, the puck one with the army guys and that whole long great story that I thought was just supremely executed. This was really, really, really good too and had a lot of answers and was a lot of fun. But it, it as far as... So if they if they would have had fighting in this like real fighting. no they did have fighting that was a that's part of the reason it was so good there was, was there was good action there was good action but I wouldn't call it fighting I think it's more of avoiding the my rating is kind of half a critique half of an enjoyment thing and the way that the, that episode made me feel was just like it it really it worked on you and it was it was really well done well executed and this one was too and i thought it was amazing and 4.5 is a great score for me now i mean i've rehabbed my rating skill but <laughs> like last week's was a 3.5 that's really good this is 4.5 it's much 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 better but uh th- there is no but really except that i just really enjoyed the other one that much more and since that's my baseline until something uh. gets back up there that high which I believe it probably will um, towards the end. If I was given this real ratings, this would have been a five anyways for me. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more. That was pretty incredible. Whew. So. I didn't. Okay. I wasn't able to pick up any no- news except uh, We're Alive has a Tumblr out there. And he's, they're posting stuff to it pretty regular, regularly. And I haven't made it out there to check it out. I wanted to go try to harvest some stuff for the news. Because it looks like he's putting some neat behind-the-scenes stuff out there. So you guys should go check that out. I need to do that myself. We're the worst fan cast ever. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question of the week this week? There wasn't a question of the week, but I have one for next week. Oh. It's kind of, it's, it sounds like a poll question. It's not a whole lot of, uh, not going to be a whole lot of explaining for anybody that answers it, but I have a hypothetical for every, for everyone. If you could, if you could choose one of these two options, which would it be? One, you can... You can get your We're Alive 
high-budget television show that would go four seasons and be amazing, but the audio drama would stop now and you wouldn't get to hear the ending, would you choose that or would you choose uh, finishing up this season <laughs> and wanting to get those answers now? Which one would you go for? Well, so many TV shows get canceled. I would go with Finish It Off. It's been such an incredible audio drama. I, I couldn't see finishing off any other way. Right. I was just thinking, if somebody picked them up now, it'd be great. But but it, the weird thing is, I was trying to think, if, if it did get picked up after it's over, would people be able to keep from going and listening to it? Much like they you know they don't read books, like Game of Thrones is a popular book, but the, the TV show's so much more popular that but a lot of people you know they're able to not be spoiled from it. I wonder if the same thing could happen for something like We're Alive, and that's where that question question came from. I don't think anybody listening to it right now could not listen to the ending. Right. Well, I'll give my answer next week. Okay. <laughs> All right. On to listener mail, tweets, and Facebook posts. We've got uh, two messages I wanted to share from before. Uh, today's show. One was from Brendan Teske. He says, uh, at Redbeard and WA Fancast, sometimes it sounds it seems like you guys have just too much fun together. Hashtag best buds. Oh, 100%. We really do. This is it's a lot of fun. Uh, wouldn't be near as enjoyable <laughs> to do it with somebody who wasn't <laughs> such close friends. You know, and if we ever get off our keisters and finish up Dare to Survive and do some more recording, you guys can see a lot more of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be. I'll, we'll release it in some form or fashion before it springs up. It may not be scored the way we like it, but <laughs> oh well. Yeah. <laughs> and Craig Woodland, at Craigie the Woods, nice Twitter name, he says, A great episode as always this week. Next week, zombie baby time. Buddy, you don't know how true that statement was. <laughs> Though I think you were talking about Lizzie. We got something else altogether. Did we ever? <laughs> nice prediction. All right, you want to start us off with the uh, after today's We Are Live? Sure thing. Matt Sawyer on Facebook says that was one freaky exclamation point. Yes. <laughs> And then the rest is him, too. He sent a different message. <laughs> okay, I tried to. Okay, I got it now. My questions, thingy, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> were the numbered ones born and bred in the arena? And were the pile of bones the mums? Will Saul die in part three? And will Ink try to steal Saul Jr.? And will we ever get our musical episode? Did I just hear a desk flip? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe uh, the desk is firmly in place. Maybe. What a pile of bones, the mums. That's a that's interesting, like and so disturbing. It really is that those were the mums. That like, very well could have been. I'm I'm I think he's probably correct. And so he's thinking kind of what you're thinking too that it is a possibility that Saul could die in part three. I hope not. I don't I don't see that. Happening. I don't I don't think so. I'm I'm ninety five percent sure he's uh, gonna live. Five percent uh, possible death. That's right. You're playing devil's advocate saying that, but. Will Inks no, try and he's got the nine lives? He's gonna sneak out of there. Oh, well, okay. Will Inks still try and still Saul Junior? I think that's a definite possibility. Right. I think it's more and more likely as we continue to talk about it. <laughs> I think it's possible. I mean, a lot of people want to say that the Behemoth is just going wherever he back to wherever he was created, but I don't think so. I think he kept the ones that were useful. And he's more of a sentinel or a uh, guard to that area. Right. And what if... Okay, so we were talking, talking last week about about Scratch showing up. Okay, so Scratch shows up and distracts him. And then Ink comes in the back door from the zombie tunnel underneath and grabs Saul Jr. That just seems like it would fit in Casey's line of writing. Oh, that's... 
So then, we, Saul being Saul, we know nothing's going to stop him from going into that tunnel to get his baby back. Yeah. Oof. All right. Uh, Slaterific. He writes, I totally agree with Josh's favorite line. Next Monday couldn't come soon enough. Sorry, I had to yawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, take it back. Adam uh, <laughs> wrote, Dang it, Kel. That's what happens when you don't wear your seatbelt. You hit the roof. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Do you want to hit the roof? Because that's how you hit the roof. <laughs> Doofus monkey, lawyers always think that rules are just for other people. <laughs> that is outstanding. Very, very good. And then I have the rest of Clem's email that I uh, split apart for the coverage earlier. He he started out writing, uh, That one, this episode, proves the attribute explicit for We're Alive on iTunes to be true. It has given me the creeps. You and me both, Clem. He continues, This episode raises four major questions. We've already talked about two. His uh, other ones were, Number one, Will any of the two, Kelly or Saul, die in the confrontation with the behemoth? I don't well, know. No, it's not Kelly because she had time to write her journal. Right, so I don't think Kelly's going to die. And I really don't think Saul's going to die, but he could. And then could. we talked about number two and three. And number four, he says, And assuming that Michael, Victor, and Datu draw the correct conclusions, where exactly does Bill Roberts' new experiments and or breeding of new zombies currently, where do they take place? And what's it, the end product of this, going to be? Uh, my take would be alpha uh, little ones, like perfected. And whoa, really crazy scary. Thought. No, alpha little ones that are super intelligent that realize ink is bad and take them out. And he's worse than ink. And they're the only ones that can do it. No, they're better. Oh, I don't what know. If they, what if they start a new breeding program and create a farm of humans? <laughs> <laughs> and then they take over the computers, put us in. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> oh, good stuff. He's, he finishes up with episode number 44, part 2, has created plenty of pictures in my head, and I don't feel well about the dark corridors Casey is leading his audience through. How do you feel about it? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, honestly, I'll, I'll give you my, my, accurate, my, my, take, my first take on it, and then my refined take on it, because uh, I thought the same thing, and I kind of had a moment where I thought, what am I listening to? Do I really want to hear this? But I guess my thing now is uh, I'm listening to this story for many reasons. Mystery, intrigue, drama, and all that. But really, it's to feel something. And I don't know what I'm looking for, but apparently I felt a lot in this episode. And though it was dark and gross, it didn't feel really exploitative, you know? But it it, it could be, though, if it's overused, hmm. you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. But I'm trusting his judgment that he's not going to overuse it. Now, if he, they, just, they continue down this for no good reason then I, I could find it to be a little bit too much but i think at this point if it's dropped and the story continues then let's see how do i feel about it well this doesn't fit zombie stereotypes and it sure as heck isn't your grandpa's zombies no i mean your big brother's zombies you you can't you won't find this level of creativity anywhere else and that's what i love about it the moment i think it's one thing flips it on its head and it's something else. It's never the it's never like the the easy route out as far as storytelling is concerned. Right. And while everybody's talking about zombie babies, everybody was thinking about it from a totally different angle. I mean, I know a few people have said that the little ones are were, were babies, but we didn't really know for sure. And I don't think anybody 100% expected Casey to do that. And that part of it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was really messed up. Which is kind of hard for 
me to really feel so well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really twisted. It was dark. How did I feel about it? Gross, disgusting. I had to take a shower. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was real bad. But hopefully we'll have a, a brighter ending. Don't know. So I got some more forum feedback if you're ready for it. Yeah, sure. Uh, Undead Sweeper wrote, Anyone notice that Datu sounded unaffected by the scene of the pile of dead bodies? Mm. I had kind of briefly thought this because he seemed kind of blase about the whole situation. I'm fine. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, that's a good point. What's going on there with Datu? Now, I didn't catch this one, but Liam Carrington said, well, that's nominative, plural of Nasserative. I don't know what he's talking about here. Huh. I, I don't know if this is something I missed or something I missed in the forums. I don't know. Was so, he replying to you or what? No, this was in regards to something that was said that when someone mentioned that they learned a new word today and I didn't catch it. And but uh, the, they said, which is as far as I know, the Latin word for unborn child. I guess maybe someone used it in the forum, and that makes it even more creepy. <laughs> is what they said. But I don't, I'm not really sure. I may have missed miss something in context. Huh. Uh, I could guess maybe 13 was uh, born prematurely and fought its way out. With but its, wasn't viable to thrive with its keratin growth teeth. <laughs> Man, that's, that's messed up. Right. Climbing out, do a little spelunking. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Litmaster, I'm going to lay down one of my soon-to-fail predictions. Michael is going to send Cody down the rabbit hole after Inky and the boys to blow them all to smithereens. Mark it down. Well, it's got to be used for something. I can't think of a better use. Yeah, I mean, Datu did point out that they'll just dig their way out again, but... Who knows? I think he's going to walk over the top of the tunnel and keep knocking with his ear to the ground to see if it's hollow underneath. <laughs> then once he finds the whole path, he's just going to blow it up from the top up. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. It's dumb. It's <laughs> giving you a second to find your next forum feedback. I'm a looking. Okay, so though, there was another theory out here by Gen X. And so he's saying he had a thought. If, but if I'm not mistaken, wasn't number 12 killed by the soldiers from Boulder? When Saul and Victor were out by themselves, question mark, question mark. With that being said, is the number 12 at the arena his mate? Did each little one have a breeding partner, question mark. So then a dead sweeper, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought I was missing something when I uh, read this. Wiki says number 12 is dead, and I don't know. My personal theory is that the little ones were did, did babies, they s- and not they didn't breed with these women. I thought the number like it, it was there a number twelve that was dead at the arena. I don't even remember that. I didn't catch that. Let me scroll up to my notes. I wrote down a couple of the things. I have number seven, nine, thirteen. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch a number twelve. I figured if anything, it was his mom. Right. That's what I would. That's that's what I would put together. But could be completely wrong too. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just throw it out there because. Oof. And some of the others were kind of cast out because we did the math or you, you know, you went and looked at the timeline and they, the women were already impregnated that they weren't inseminated in any sort of way. I could see an argument against that though. And it, and it, and it could fit too. If you know how fast the little ones grow, if they were babies and then not even a year later, there are these huge things that are bigger than humans. Oh, so they that. have a hyper their gestation yeah their gestation rate may be uh accelerated too maybe accelerated as well well in that case lipmaster says yeah that's the question of the day my friend can you imagine a fate worse than being by a zombie impregnated with its foul seed and then chewed to death from its inside by its monstrous spawn 
<laughs> no, I can't. No, no, it's worse. That's that's pretty bad. That wins. That uh, <laughs> unless you were made to do it again. No. Well, you ready to wrap it up? <sighs> yep. I don't know. I don't know if I've communicated this quite enough. I was really excited to record tonight because today's show was so good. I I was really excited as well. And we had a hard time not talking about it. You know. <sighs> yeah, I kind of had to leave your office a couple times today so that I wouldn't. Right, man. It was it was really good. But uh, I guess we'll we'll see you guys next week. Who are you? I'm Mick. And I'm Redbeard. All right. See you guys later. See you later. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Oof. Boy. Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at we'realive at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at, at WAFancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be included. That was that was for your entertainment. <laughs> oh boy. I just stubbed my toe. Oh my gosh, there's Bigfoot in the background of my pictures. It'd be so funny. I just stubbed my toe. Alright. I just stubbed my toe. You got a pretty voice. Okay. Hello. I just stubbed my toe. So I'm not like, I had something to say. Did you hear Adam's uh, voicemail? Yes. That dude's great. I just stubbed my toe. Oh, big time. I had to cut out a whole section, and I hope it didn't sound like I was hiding an argument or something, but... or uh, Oh, no, no, no. No, I thought about something totally different than that. I didn't think you thought there were times where it was cut oddly, but this I only reason I knew is because I was there. But one time when you added something to clarify your own point, I was like, "That's cheating." That's what I was thinking. I was like laughing to myself, going, "That's cheating." Oh no, it was something entirely different that I hadn't even thought about. It was more supporting your argument. Oh, was it? I didn't even remember. I thought, at least that's the frame of mind I approached it with. Well, but, I thought what you said was like what I was trying to say or what I was thinking was. Oh, no, I thought about later. I was like, holy crap, I didn't think about them getting hold of radios. And I thought that may have been what you were talking about, but it didn't come across in our conversation. So I just went and threw it in there about the, uh, you know, when they if they attack the convoys leaving, they're going to gain access to radios with encryption on it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to say, but I guess it probably didn't come out that great. Oh, no, it just, I was like, you can't, I was thinking, you can't add a point when I'm not there to talk about it when we're arguing about something. I was like, that's cheating. <laughs> well, there was another part. I was and like, I wasn't, I wasn't upset at all. It was hilarious. There was one part I sounded kind of, I wasn't really making a whole lot of sense for whatever reason when I said it. <laughs> and it, but it just so happened that, uh, there was a lot of noise. Like it was garbled and there was like, <laughs> from my mouse. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this sounds terrible. Oh, it was when we were talking about uh, the hospital. 
mm-hmm. and how it looked like the Hall of Justice or the Hall League of Justice or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, I that can't was a use good any cut. of this. We went on and on and on about that. It was a good cut. Why can't you, you can't just cut out your, you can't just mute your section? Or were you talking? I was talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was going on during it. I was like, well, sorry. That would have made you look a lot smarter than me, but. It was completely unusable. No, it was a it was a really good cut because we went we rambled for a minute about something pretty inconsequential. But it was cool. I want to see. I really like. I was uh, sitting there editing it, and I was like, oh, I really want to see this this Grand Theft Auto the mod- or the uh, L.A. Noir. Yeah, the L.A. Noir. I really want to see what that looks like. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I still have it. Either that or I let use it for a while. I tried to sell it on Craigslist. Nobody would buy it. Huh. Nobody wants that California. Hmm. <laughs> well, no, yeah, they just it wasn't GTA. It was, it was GTA gameplay, and but you were the good guy, and you were trying to like solve. Det- you were a detective trying to solve things. You had to find clues, and nobody wants to be the good guy. <laughs> you had to interview people. It was hard. You had to interview people and try to t- pick up on their tells. Oh wow! And uh, also, if you had evidence contrary to whatever they said, which wasn't the case most of the time. So you really had to like really build the case. It was kind of weird, and you got graded on how well you did. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you borrow it. You have an Xbox. 